I want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving for just a minute. And I know that everyone's in a rush to get into the Christmas season. Um, seems like it just keeps getting earlier and earlier uh, through the years. And we haven't put up our Christmas tree, but we will probably do so this afternoon. How many of y'all have already had your Christmas tree up weeks ago? Let me see a couple. Yep, okay. Um, we, we, get, uh, we rush into the Christmas season so quickly, and that's great. But I just wanted to explore this season just a little bit today. Because honestly, I really hope that we can think of Thanksgiving... This time of giving thanks, not just as a season, not just something that comes once a year, but I want us to look at this kind of as an attitude that we live out. There's this old saying that goes like this, your life is God's gift to you, but what you do with your life, well, that's your gift back to God. Your life is a gift, and what you do with it is your gift back to him. Your life is a gift. The salvation that Jesus provides you is a gift. And we should be thankful for the gifts that God provides. And you know, speaking of Christmas season and speaking of gifts and everything, and you know, we're, we're in that season of gift giving right now. Some of y'all, well, we had to open up gifts this past weekend because we weren't going to see nieces and nephews over Christmas. So we went ahead and gave gifts. And you know, I started thinking about it. Is there anything more awkward than giving a gift and not receiving any thanks? Right? Giving a gift to someone and just seeing that that person is not grateful for the gift that you've given them. Maybe it's something you put a lot of time into, maybe it cost a lot, or maybe it was just something out of the blue, but nonetheless, you like to hear thanks back. I remember one time, this is one of my favorite stories I shared, I know I've shared this before, if you've heard this, I'm sorry, but I remember one time getting ready for um, Christmas and you know, we're in the car, we're going over to the grandparents' house, and for whatever reason, the girls were real little, and so I just decided to have that talk before you get to the grandparents' house to unwrap Christmas gifts, and I looked back at the girls, and I was like, I don't, you know, whatever you get, I, I don't care what you get, I, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, I want to hear you say thank you for every gift that you get, and I don't know, I must have come on a little strong, <laughs> Because when we got to the house, Savannah starts unwrapping it, and she gets the tape, and she pulls the tape back just ever so slightly. You can't see what the gift is, and she immediately turns to Mimi, and she goes, Mimi, I love it. It's so great. Thank you so much. And Mimi was like, she looked at me, and she's like, what'd you do? And I looked at Say, I looked at Say, and I was like, Say, you can take it down a notch, okay? Just take it down a notch. But we want to hear thank you, right? It's... It's something that we need. And you see, I believe that if we really lived that way, of remembering to give thanks, of being grateful for each day, living with that kind of attitude, right? I think that kind of attitude, it just changes things. Well, what that kind of attitude does is, it, is that it increases your joy. It increases your satisfaction in life. It's going to make your life have more meaning it's going to give you more significance. There are so many benefits to having an attitude of gratitude. So for our scripture this morning, let's start off with Psalm 50, 23. Okay, very simple verse that gets straight to the point. It says this, giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. I love that. What God wants and what God is saying here is that he wants us to say thank you. 
And you know what? That's not too hard to grasp, right? Again, you know, if we're made in the, in the image of God and if we like to hear thanks, how much more does God like to hear it? But you know what, it, what gets me about this verse when we start off with this, that not only does God want to give, uh, us to give thanks, not only does it honor him, but sometimes if you focus on that word right there, sacrifice, sometimes it really is a sacrifice to give thanks. And the reason that's in there, and the reason I say that is because life is hard. Life is difficult. Life is complicated. And some of y'all were reminded of this last week when you had to spend time around the table with your family, right? (laughs) Extended family is complicated. People, relationships, relatives, they're, they're messy. Sometimes it is a sacrifice. Because sometimes things aren't going the way we want them to. But I'll tell you this. If we learn to have this attitude, if we learn to give thanks, even in the middle of difficult times, even when things aren't happening the way we want them to or how we want them to or when we want them to, we'll be amazed at how much better we feel. In fact, scientists have discovered that gratitude is one of the healthiest emotions that you can have. They actually, says that when, they actually say that when it comes to your health. You know, there's a lot of things. You know, as we venture into the new year, we're going to look at all these things that we can do health-wise because that's what everybody does, right? New Year's resolutions when we talk about, you know, diets and exercise. You know, one of the best things that you can do that really helps is to be thankful. It helps you physically, emotionally, spiritually. So let's take a minute and let's talk about why we should be thankful. Why should I live with this gratitude towards God? And luckily for us, the psalmist helps us really understand this. Okay, we're going to be looking at a lot of psalms this morning. And what I want to do is I want to provide you three reasons from the Bible to give thanks. And then I want to give you three ways to thank God. Three reasons to give Him thanks and then three ways to thank Him. So let's start off with number one. Number one, if you've got your message notes open... Let's go ahead and open those up. Let's start filling in some blanks. To everybody that's online, you can do the same thing and follow along with us. Why give thanks? Number one, because of who God is. That's why we give thanks. You know, if God God were mean, spirited, and petty, there'd be no reason to thank him, right? If God didn't care about us or what was going on in our life, there'd be no reason to thank him. If God was unreliable and we couldn't trust him, there'd be no reason to thank him. If God was cruel and vicious, there'd be no reason to thank him. If God was weak and couldn't do much, there'd be no reason to thank him. But he is none of these things. In fact, the Bible, Scripture actually teaches us that he is the exact opposite. Let me give you that first fill in the blank. Because of who God is. Who is God? God is great. He is great. I love the way the psalmist puts this in Psalm 145. He says, great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. You can't even begin to measure or understand just how great God is. Have you ever been in those moments where you've just been in awe of how great God is, how big he is, how mighty he is? I don't know if, you've, if you knew this or not, but uh, one of our church members, Chris Jones, just got back from, um, from helping with those wildfires that are happening out west that are destroying much of the countryside. He went out there as an EMT, and here's a couple of pictures uh, that he showed us. So he got back last week, and he was with the men, and uh, we, were having all, we were all having dinner together, and he was sharing 
uh, his experience out there, and this just this this blaze and just the magnitude of it was just astounding. And then not only that, but he shared with us some pictures of that that side of the country. And I don't know if you've ever been to that side of the country, but he took some pictures of the redwoods. And, and you see a picture of him next to this redwood. And I've had I've been fortunate enough to go out there, and I've been to Muir Woods and and seen all these redwoods, and and they're just they're incredible to look at. And and some of them can grow to as high as three hundred and eighty feet. I think a normal Georgia pine, Clay was telling me, is about uh, somewhere between sixty to eighty feet. So three hundred over three hundred feet, and they they are this tall, but yet they come from a seed no larger than a tomato seed, and they live to be mostly between six and 800 years old. There's one that's 1,200 years old. And it's just amazing sometimes when you see images like this. And I don't know if you've ever had this moment where you're just standing there. I, I had that moment standing in Muir Woods just looking at all these redwoods around me. Or you have that moment where you're standing on the seashore. Or you have that moment when you're standing on top of a mountain. You have that moment when you're standing on the side of the Grand Canyon or, or whatever it is, and you just have those moments where you just realize how little we are and how big God is and how great He is. And not only that, you look up in the skies and you see the stars and how He placed each one in their unique position and how He ordered the cosmos. And it's sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around. That's why the psalmist started off with that with that one psalm that we said that you can't, you can't even measure. You, you can't begin to understand or, or grasp how big and how great God really is. Maybe you've had those moments. And, and you know what, sometimes, sometimes, it's hard to think of that because sometimes when we think about how great God is, sometimes we think that he's so big that he doesn't care about us. And yet last week, last week we talked about how he knows every person in detail. How he knows even the number of hairs on your head, we said last week. When it comes to those things that we face and how much God loves us and cares for us, there are no big problems in God's eyes because he is greater than anything we face. I spend a lot of time on this first point, but I'm telling you, man, we can be thankful because of how big and how great and how mighty our God is. Let me give you a couple more reasons to thank God for who he is. Not only is he great, but he also loves you. He is love. The psalmist says in Psalm 107, he says, Let them praise the Lord. Let us praise the Lord because of his great love. No one will ever love you the way God does. He is great. He is loving. He is also good. That's the next one. He is, he is good to us. The psalmist says, I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good because you are good. God, God is so good to us. Everything that we have in life that is good, it comes from God. That, that means that, that, that everything that tasted good on Thanksgiving Day, everything that felt good when it came to being with loved ones, everything that makes us laugh and, and smile, all of this, it comes from God. Because God is good, and he is good to us. And we need to be reminded of this. And I could go on and on and on for who God is, but these are just a few reasons to thank him. He is great, he is good, he is loving. So how in this first point, how, how can we show thanks for this kind of God who gives all of this into our lives? Uh, let me give you one way to do it. And this is just very simple. We're just going to go ahead and knock this one out because it's, 
It's obvious. But we thank God in our prayers. Okay, that's, a, that's one way that we can show thanks to God is we just pray. And you know what? Sometimes I, I think that we tend to make prayer seem a little bit harder than it has to be. You know, even for me as a pastor, if I can just be honest, when I, when I became a pastor and I started living into that, sometimes I even felt that my prayers weren't all that great and I didn't want to be singled out, especially in a room full of pastors because, you know, I didn't know how to use the fancy language. But you know what? As I read scripture, I begin to realize that God... You know, he doesn't really want the fancy language. He doesn't want the these and the thous and all of that. He just wants us to come before him. He just wants us to simply to thank God and just pray. And be honest, be honest. How many times do you just stop and pray during the day and just thank him? Don't ask him for anything. Don't, don't start with what you need because that's what we tend to do, right? God, I'm coming for you because I need this and I need that. And I need you to you know, be here or, or, or to help me go there. No, no, no. How many times do we just approach him and just start off with just saying thank you and then just leave it at that? You know, I, um, I think it'd be kind of cool if we just did that right now. While, while I've been talking, I, I'm sure that you've been thinking of a couple of things that you could thank God for in your life. You know, this past week, you can think back on the week and what happened, what transpired with family, with friends, with food, all those things. And maybe you could just thank him for something that happened this past week. Or maybe as we're going through this message, and you're just reminded of how great and how good and how loving he is. Maybe you can thank him for that. But let's do that right now. Let's just all just pause for a minute and let's just pray. Now let's just thank him. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds. Let's everybody bow our heads. Let's just pray together. Everybody online, let's pray together. Let's just spend a moment. Don't ask him anything. Let's just thank him. Let's do that now. God, we thank you. And we praise you for who you are. Lord, for some, they do this all the time. For others, this may be something new. Maybe for others of us, we haven't prayed in a while, but God, whatever the case is, right now, we bow our heads and we just say thank you. We want to thank you for being a great, good, and loving God to us. We praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Just that simple, just that simple. Just thank him in your prayers. That's the first reason God wants us to live with gratitude is because of who he is. The second reason is this, is because of what God has done. Because of what he has done in our lives. Not just for who he is, but for what he's done, what he continues to do. Now let's be honest, sometimes it's hard to remember. I I don't know if you're anything like me, but sometimes it's hard to remember what God has done because I'm so focused on what God needs to do, right? What I feel like he needs to do or the, the prayers that he needs to answer, sometimes I forget of everything that he has done. So let's be reminded, what has he done? There's a couple of things the psalmist points out to us. One of the things is that he created us. He created you. We go back to this. The psalmist says, let every created thing, that's you, that's me, give thanks and praise to the Lord. For he issued his command, he spoke it, and everything came into being. 
That's awesome. You know, we baptize so many little ones here at the Ridge, and when I get a chance to baptize another child, I always thank God for the precious gift of life. It, we should thank him for the life that he created in us. The second, the second thing that he's done is that he saved you. He saved you. Not only did he create you, but he saved you so that you could live with him forever. And that's incredible. The psalmist says this, I will be full of joy because you have saved me. Another reason, the third reason, is because he answers your prayers. The psalmist says it this way, Lord, I will give thanks to you because you have answered me. If you've ever had a prayer answered before, that's a good reason to be grateful. He saved me. He created me. He answers me. Fourth, fourth reason. That I'm just going to run through a couple of them. These are so good to re- remember and so easy for us to get our heads wrapped around. The fourth one is because he gives us direction. He directs my life if I ask him. We talked about this last week. He says, I praise you, Lord, for being my guide. And if you remember in the message last week, we talked about all the ways, all the amazing ways that he guides us through this life and shows us uh, what he wants for us and, 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 you know, allows us to understand his will. There are so many different options, whether it comes through the Bible or through teaching on Sundays, through circumstances in life or through friends or through the Holy Spirit or through the church family. God is always at work. There are so many ways that he speaks to us, and we can be thankful for that. And then another reason, one more reason, is because he came to earth and he died for you. We're going to go out of the Psalms, go go out of the Old Testament for a minute, and into the New Testament, Colossians, it says this. You were dead. You were dead. You had no life because you were sinful, and you were not God's people, but God let Christ make you alive. And the way he did this is when he forgave all our sins. He got rid of the debt that we have in life. If someone were to call you today and say, you know what, I'm going to pay off all your debt, all your credit cards, your car payments, your house payment, you know, wouldn't you be thankful for that? Of course you would. And yet this is such a simplistic way of viewing what God has done. This is just scratching the surface of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. He gets rid of the debt that we carry in life, the load that we get buried under because of our sin. He takes it and he destroys it. This is what Christ did on the cross for us. So if Christ has done these five things for me and so much more, how can I show thanks for what God has done? Let let me give you something to think about. Here's how. It's to share. Plain and simple, just to share. Tell someone about Jesus. One of the best ways to show gratitude to God is to talk about him with others. I I mean, think about it. If you did something nice for me and I was out in the greeting area and you were walking in, but I had my back to you and I couldn't see you, but you overheard me just bragging on you and about what you did, you know, of course, you wouldn't, you don't need that, but it would feel nice to hear it, right? I think it's the same with God. You know, when we're telling other people and we're just like, let me tell you what God has done for me. Let me tell you how Jesus has saved me. Let me tell you what God did for me last week or what God has shown me recently. Let me share with you a piece of scripture that God just spoke to me. You know, let me post about it on Facebook and and, and tell everybody just what God has done and what he has said and what I'm learning through scripture and my Bible reading when we brag on God, when we tell other people about him. He knows we're thankful. 
And then the third reason, one more, is because of what God has promised to us. You know, God's not done yet, and, and that's good news. God's not finished doing great things in your life, in my life. He's got a, a lot more planned for every person in this room. And the reason I can say that is because the Bible is filled with promises. In fact, there's over 7,000 promises in Scripture for us, for everyone who calls Jesus Christ Lord. The psalmist puts it this way in Psalm 71, 22. He says, I will praise you because, God, you are faithful to your promises. Have you ever just stopped and thanked God for the promises that he has made to you? You know, when I think about this, I think about us being children of God, being in the family of God. And I think about my little girls and how when kids are little, one of the things they always ask you when you say something or when you make a statement, they'll look at you and they'll say, do you promise? You promise? And if you say you promise, you better follow, you better follow through with it, right? Because they're going to hold you to it, right? One of the things my girls hated hearing me say is, we'll see. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my get around. Do you promise? Eh, we'll see. When I say we'll see, they'd be like, oh, man. Because they know, right? They know I'm leaving myself some wiggle room. You know, how easy would it be for God to just say, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what you do. We'll see how you live. We'll see what you do with this decision, and then we'll see what happens next. But that's not how God operates. You see, God makes a promise and he follows through no matter what for those who call themselves children of God. Let me give you three of his promises. There's the promise of salvation. And I know I've hit on this, but we've got to keep going back to it. The promise of salvation, first and foremost, he promises that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he promises to save you for eternity. You know, I was talking to somebody last week about this idea of reincarnation and how other religions think about you know this idea of being reincarnated coming back to this world as something or someone else and i I don't know that that's such a good thing because this world if, if you believe that this world is filled no matter who you are with so much pain and suffering you know i i'm so i I'm so glad that our promise to us is to be taken out of this world and into a perfect world, right? To be with our Savior who loves us. To have eternity in the glory of God. That's a promise to us as believers. Another promise is, is care. That God promises to care for your needs while you're on this earth. Just like I said, it's difficult. It is hard. It is tough. And we need God's help. So Jesus tells us that if God takes care of the birds that are fly through the air, then how much more will he care for us, his children? He promises to care for you. And one more, he promises his presence. God's presence is always with us, no matter what. No matter where you go in life, no matter what you do, God promises that he will always be with you. And this is so good for us to hear because we know what it's like to feel abandoned. There are so many of us that have been abandoned with a friendship or, or with a, by a spouse or you know, in a working relationship or whatever. We'll never be abandoned by God. And the thing about God's presence is it's not conditional. Like I said before, it's not as though God is up in heaven going, well, if you make this decision, then I'll be with you. No, no, no. Whatever decision you make, wherever you go, even when you choose against God and you move away from him, you may, you may pull, want to pull further from his presence, but his presence will remain with you. 
He goes with you. He promises to always be close to you. He will never leave your side. So how can I show thanks to a God who promises to save me, to love me, to care for me, to be with me? Here's a good way to do it, is to serve. Look for ways to serve him. When someone has promised to do something nice for me, when someone does something nice for me, what does it make me want to do? It makes me want to do something nice for them. right? Well, we, should, we should be the same with God. When we're grateful for God, we should want to serve him. How do we serve him? We serve him by serving others. right? When we do something nice for someone else, it's a way that we do it for God. That's what Jesus said. When we serve other people, it's though we're serving him. For everybody that grabbed a stocking stuffer, for everybody that's going to purchase devotionals, It's a way of serving God. Another way of serving God is right here at the church family by using your gifts to serve right here at the Ridge. I believe he has a plan and a purpose. I believe he brought you to this church for a reason. You can use those gifts right here. When we serve, we show we're grateful. So I guess before we get swept into Christmas, and don't worry, every Sunday from here on out, we'll be focusing on Christmas and everything. But I just wanted to stop and just ask you if you're thankful. Are you thankful for what God's done and for what he's promised? If you are, expressing that thankfulness is important. Let me leave you with one more verse from Colossians. It says this, be strong in the faith just as you were taught and always, always be thankful. And I know you got a lot going on. And I know we're about to get wrapped up in this Christmas season. And I know we're about to start going 90 to nothing. And we've got this and that and this party and this place and these gifts and everything that's just going to take up and all the baking and everything that's just going to take up so much. Or maybe you've got other stuff in your life that's just tough and it's hard. Whatever it is, be strong in your faith no matter what's going on. And always, always be thankful. And if you remember that, and if you do it, you'll be happier. You'll be happier, and you'll find more satisfaction in life. Let's pray together. God, as we've talked about this morning, there are so many reasons to give you thanks. So many. You are great. You are loving. You are so good to us. God, we praise you for who you are. We praise you for what you've done. We praise you for the promises that you provide for each one of us. God, even in the hardest moments, even in those difficult times, we can find reason to give you thanks. So Jesus, as we leave here today, and as we enter into a busy season, may we keep our faith strong. And may we remember to honor you and give you thanks always. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen.